it's fine to have a weird name, right? It's fine. That's fine. But if your last name is Tozy, you should not marry someone with the last name Tenozi. What is up? My name is Casey Budge, and this is Western Sounds. And today I have a very special co-host, my girlfriend, Lane Johnson. What's up, Lane? Oh, nothing much. Good to hear. Well, today we are going to talk about some Timmy Childers. We have a double album review or more like an artist review as I'm kind of going to move towards doing that more instead of just the individual albums. And we have a shuffle and a surprise playlist for you today. All that and more coming up now. So Lane, what is your favorite Tyler Childers song? Oh, that's a hard one. Probably um, Universal Sound. Universal Sound is phenomenal. I think it is a really unique song musically. I think it has a lot to say as well, and it is just a fun song to listen to. Yeah. Well, Tyler was born and raised in Lawrence, Kentucky. His father worked in the coal mines and his mom was a nurse. He grew up singing in the church band, like a lot of the people who I have had on recently. And he is a phenomenal artist. Him and his band, The Food Stamps, who include Craig, who I can't pronounce his last name, <laughs> Craig Berlitic. Chase Lewis, Rodney Elkins, James Barter, and The Professor, aka Jesse Wells, on other guitars on the fiddle, and CJ Kane plays the guitar. They have had five albums out. Is that right? Yep, uh, they just released their fifth album. Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven? And that is kind of the prompt for doing Tyler Now. Uh, this new gospel-centric album is a great take on some of his old songs, including Purgatory. He did a slowed down kind of version of that song on the album. What did you think of that? It is two versions, uh, I think he actually has three new versions of it. I think he did uh, just an instrumental version too. The Joyful Noise oh. version was instrumental. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I like them both. I like them so fast. See, personally, I like the original better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's just me. He is such a talented artist. His live concerts are super fun and he has his band down to a T. He has hand signals to tell them what song he wants to go to next. I mean, he is such an incredible talent performing live, but his album work is so great as well. What's your favorite album of his, Lane? Oh, uh... <laughs> That's a hard one because I like the. I think it's. It's curved. The live, like all the live versions of his music. Oh, yeah. Album to that one. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the Red Barn. Live Red Barn. Yeah, I don't know. I like that one more. Yeah, like live on. Yeah, his live versions of his songs are cool. Uh, and I, when I really became a Tyler Childers fan, a Timmy Childers fan, if you will, was uh, right before Country Squire released. I had gone back and I had started listening to Purgatory a lot more. And then I had reached back into Bottles and Bibles. And, but I really dove deep into Purgatory. Uh, I loved all of the kind of different takes on religious titles and themes and that continued in can i take my hounds to heaven but country squire kind of went into a different vein of his songwriting which is kind of autobiographical and he talks about how uh his dream is to buy some land and uh, raise a family and that sort of thing whereas in reality he ended up working at the sawmill playing gigs on the side and doing that sort of thing and that's a really cool kind of concept because he is so self-aware he knows what he is he knows who he is and he knows how to capture that experience and isn't that what country music really is is just three chords and the truth and so that's why i think his music catches and feels so real to so many people is because he really does just like three chords i mean it's way more than three chords but he it is let me tell you <laughs> yeah lane is actually pretty dang good at playing the guitar and as all of you know i am musically inept um <laughs> and so <laughs> i brought some i brought in the heavy guns today i brought in the big guns to uh actually know what she's talking about when it comes to music i just over here being a goofus she actually knows what she's talking about. I use a lot more than three chords in some of his songs. They're pretty intricate sometimes too. And he drops uh, he drops the key sometimes in certain songs and it's try it's really hard trying to mimic what he does. So it's cool seeing his first songs to now these ones, because these ones are really hard to play. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, but he he really does something else that is really cool lyrically. He doesn't... All, a lot of his stuff is steep in metaphor, but at the same time, it's not. Like, you might think that some of his lyrics from Country Squire mean something else like they're meant to have a deeper meaning but really he just has kind of lived a kind of funny life and uh at one point he was living in a little rundown trailer with his wife uh lady may her name is sonora may but uh he was living with her in this little trailer that had country square on the side of it and so like people have tried to overanalyze that but that was literally just what was happening in his life at the time and i think that's super fun way to be about it because he sings about it in a way that makes you think that there could be more under the surface but really there's just, he's just talking about his life and i think that's really cool yeah there's literally nothing behind it all it's just that <laughs> which is sweet well lane what else do you have to say about young timmy childers young Tim, well 
Uh, Makes him sound like a rapper. When I first got into Tyler, um, it was from Southern India. And my sister was so obsessed with the song. Every day we'd drive to school, and this woman would ask for the Oxford every time. It was always Southern India. So it's like, okay, there's gotta be something else that's like sued by this guy. And then I soon got addicted to listening to him. And then it moved into Golfer Wall and Brian, um, and it's Bingham. Bingham. Yeah. Bingham. And, um, then it moved into Zach Bryan, who I'm still hooked on. And then just other artists, like all of those guys. And yeah, it was basically just from my sister asking for the Oxford and constantly playing Laird Indians or Lady May. <laughs> and started my little addiction. And a lot of people are kind of, I've kind of heard some people upset about this new album because he kind of went more back to his roots of singing uh, Baptist choir. And so uh, people are kind of upset because a lot of his other albums have been more like talking about I don't know, him doing drugs and that sort of thing and uh, living a less clean life, if you will. So he, uh, people are kind of upset about that, but a lot of those people knew him only from like Feathered Indians and Lady May. And so that's kind of interesting to me. Um, his, in an interview with the Rolling Stone about his new album, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven, he says, I grew up Baptist and was scared to death I was going to go to hell. And a lot of that stuck with me, flittering through, trying to find the truth and beauty and things that should have, think of expelling all the nonsense has been something I've spent a lot of time on. And he says that the different versions of the songs are like professing life experiences and different philosophies and different religions have found on him. He says, message-wise, I hope that people take that it doesn't matter race, creed, religion, all of that. The most important thing is to protect your heart and cultivate that and make something useful for the world. And I think that's a super cool message because even though he did grow up Baptist and he has to my knowledge, never been a part of any other religion. He, uh, in Angel Band, even, he talks about, uh, there's a line in it that's like, Jews, Muslims, everybody comes together, and uh, like the Amish, there's an Amish boy who uh, put down his plow to come listen to the Angel Band, and I think that's a really cool message that everyone should just come together and try and enjoy what God has made for us. I also think it's hard for artists who they stray from roots to go back. So it's pretty cool that he went back kind of to his roots more than uh, he was doing in other albums. He kind of feels like he strayed a little bit and then he kind of slowly went back there. I agree. I, to be honest, I was not a fan of Long Violent History. I did not like that album near as much as his past two. Um, but when he kind of got back to 
what originally drew me to him, which was his kind of new takes on Christian ideas and that sort of thing, then I really, really enjoyed that about it. And I feel like the same, the straying part can kind of be said with Ko. I loved Ko's first two albums and I, to be honest, his new album, not not a huge, I didn't like El Paso very much or oh come on no hell paso was pretty good no hell paso was not that good oh well is what it is <laughs> well i think with that i am done talking about tyler do you have any of the last words to say about timmy no okay then on to the shuffle so the shuffle is a segment where I hit put my phone on shuffle and the first 10 songs that come out, we rank from 10th to 1st. So Lane, what is your number 10 song? I gotta get, it's in my notes. Hold okay. on. Okay, the first song? The 10th song. Oh, the 10th. Oh, I put Rock Springs to Cheyenne. Friends off. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put that song in 10th? Um, well, it wasn't my favorite compared to the others. I didn't like the melody, I guess you could say. Okay. And it just, it didn't appeal to my taste in music. Fair enough. In my 10th place hole, I have Unwanted Man by Aaron Watson. This is, in my opinion, one of the weakest songs that Aaron's ever put out. Um, I like the rest of the album, but I do not like this song. What do you have at number nine? Bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I could see how yeah. you yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's 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 a good song, but I could see how it is not super high. Uh, number nine, I have Where You Want Me to or Where You Want Me by Arlo McKinley. What about number eight? Yeah where you want me <laughs> yeah it's yeah. my number eight <laughs> yeah it's a it's a arlo has some really interesting music um this just wasn't as you'll see from the top probably five six on this list that this was a really really good shuffle and these were nothing against these songs these towards the bottom of my list i mean something against one man because that's not a great song in my opinion but oh well um <laughs> But uh, th this was just a really good shuffle. Better than a lot of the other ones that I've had. Would you? What's that? What did you put in the break? Uh Taurus by Miranda Lambert. Oh, not my girl Miranda. Where did you have Taurus? I'm not telling you yet. <laughs> okay, okay. What do you have at number seven? Unwanted Man. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I had a fish I like there. Fish. I like the intro better than Fish. What? The intro to Fish is so good. No, it is not. <laughs> no. Okay, what do you have at number six? Meantime. I also have Meantime at number six. It's a good song, but I feel <laughs> like I feel like the top five, six in this could really be swapped around pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you have at number five? 
Rodeo Clown. I also have Rodeo Clown at number five. What? I swear, you were looking at my list. I was not looking at your list. I think you might have looked at mine, though. No. <laughs> but yeah, Rodeo Clown is a really solid song. Uh, it is funny and also heart-wrenching at the same time because you just feel for the guy <laughs> and i pity anyone who got left for a rodeo clown that's a bad day it's not a good way to be <laughs> not a good way to go <laughs> um what do you have at number four trailer week Fair enough. I have Rock Springs to Cheyenne, and I have a little bit more personal connection to the song because it is about driving across Wyoming in the wintertime, and I have done that way too much to not feel for a song about it. Yeah, see, I've never done it, so that's at the bottom. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and what are your top three songs? Three to one? Or... Uh, three to one, yeah. I have Tourist, uh-huh. 86, Fastback, and then Red Dirt Road. Okay. So I put Trailer We Call Home at number three, but Red Dirt Road at number two, and I put 86 Fastback at number one. Not Red Dirt Road at number two. Red Dirt Road at number two. And listen, I think that. 68 Fastback is one of the best songs off of American Heartbreak, and uh, that is one of my favorite albums of all time, so I am not backing down from that one. I, this is 68 Fastback is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Top See, 10 I at like the very it. least. I like it a lot better. Reminds me much Red Dirt Road is a great song, as it, as I showed, putting it at number two. But um, yeah, it is nowhere compared as good. Like 68 Fastback, I feel like is an A category all by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well. With that, I think we are going to move on and talk about a little bit of rodeo news. And I'm going to start off with going through some of the standings, uh, just because I feel like it's important. We are in October now, which means that the 2022 season is over. And that means that our top 15 in each event will be headed to the NFR in December, barring any injury or sickness or anything like that. So starting off with the all-around, leading the all-around race by more than $130,000, or excuse me, $230,000, Stetson Wright from Milford, Utah. He has absolutely ran away with the bull riding this year, and he has done well in bronc riding too, so there's just not a lot of people who can catch him. Up next is Stetson Wright who is down at $147,000, one on the year. Next up is Haven Medjid from Miles City. Yeah, boy. Then Josh Frost. 
Zach Longblood, Marty Yates, Paul David Tierney, Taylor Santos, Coleman Proctor, Brian Richard, Eric Rogers, Brunston Milded, Stan Bronco, Curtis Cassidy, and Hudson Wallace. Keep in mind, not all of those people will be going to the NFR because it's the all-around standings. Oh, man. On to the bareback riding and my boy, Cole Reiner from <laughs> Buffalo. Listen, Wyoming had a strong showing in the bronc riding this year. We had, let's see, I think four people from Wyoming qualified to the NFR in the um, bronc riding. So Cole Reiner is sitting at number one. Jess Pope is sitting at number two, not far, like less than $1,000 behind him. Caleb Bennett, Tim O'Connell, Rocker Shriner, Casey Field, R.C. Landenham, Leighton Berry, Tanneros, Cole Franks, Linden, Ho- Tilden, excuse me, Tilden Hooper. I can't, I can't respect a man with such great flow like that. I mean, my goodness, that man has amazing hair. Oren Larson, Clayton Biglow, Ty Brewer, and Garrett. Shadbolt in the Saddlebronk, Sage Newman, your boy, Stetson, mm-hmm. Brody Cress from Wyoming, Ryder Wright, Lefty Holman, Zeke Thurston, Logan Hay, Layton Green, Cade Bruno, who rodeoed for Sheridan College when I was there, Kobe Wanchuk, Wyatt Casper, Cole Ash. Blanker, I don't know. <laughs> These guys have some weird names, I'm not going to lie. Chase Brooks, Dawson Hay, and in 15th, the man from Daniel, Wyoming, Tanner Butner, who rodeoed in District 7 in Idaho. The region in Idaho who has produced some of the best rodeo talent in the nation. I mean, can you really argue? <laughs> The amount of times you've gone that man. Listen, Tanner's sweet. He's such a great guy. And there you go. Right there. Stetson is leading the bull riding, followed by Josh Frost, Jeff Askey, Jarrett Smith, Tristan Hutchins, Trevor Koshner, Maverick Porter, Sage Kimsey, Trey Kimsey, Kai Hamilton, Jared Parsonage, Trey Holson, J.R. Stanford, Creek Young, and Lasky Morris. In the steer wrestling, Stetson Jorgensen from Blackfoot, Tyler Wagaspack, J.D. Strontzitz, Will Loomis, Hunter Cure, Ty Erickson, Tristan Martin, Dakota Eldridge, Kyle Erdwin, Tanner Brunner, Jess Brown, <laughs> Roddy Parrott, Dirk Tarender, Timmy Starring, Nick Guy, and the team roping on the heading side, Caleb Driggers, 
leads it, followed by Clay Tryon, Andrew Ward, Coleman Proctor, Tanner Tolson, Dustin Excusera, I don't know, <laughs> Ryan Richard, <laughs> Tyler Wade, Junior Dees, Cody Snow, Lightning Aguera, <laughs> Riley Miner, Clay Smith, <laughs> Chad Masters, and Jake Orm. Some of these guys have weird names. They have great names. I love it. <laughs> Leading it on the healing side is Junior Noguera, Jake Long, Buddy Hopkins, Jade Corkle, Logan Medlin, Patrick Smith. Oh, Patrick Smith is back in it? What? Oh, I'm definitely taking him on my fan. Oh, no, no. Travis Graves and Jeremy Butner, the man who I will actually be taking on my fantasy team. The man with the greatest beard, the world champion, Jerry Bueller. My man. I love that. He's going on fantasy He's great. He's phenomenal. The greatest beard in <laughs> professional rodeo. Levi Lord, Trey Dizzle Yates, <laughs> Joseph Harrison, Wesley Thorpe, Brady Miner, Briar Sides, and Lane Mitchell. On the calf roping side of things, Chad Chokeaway, the World Finals Money Fanfields. <laughs> John Dosh, Haven Midget, Caleb Smith, Shane Hanchi, Zach Long- Longbud, Tough, Corey, Marty Yates, Tyler Milligan, Riley Webb, Ty Harris, Hunter Heron, McClellan Murphy, Kinsley Henry, rounds us out. I can find it. Barrel Racing. Leading the barrel racing is Jordan Briggs, then followed by Donna K. Rule, Wenda Johnson, Stevie Hillman, Haley Kinsel is in fifth. I can hardly believe it. I can't. Sister's That's gonna make. What's that? That's surprising. She can say it, it's super surprising. Sister's gonna have to make a dramatic comeback in the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shelly Morgan, Sissy Wynn, Margot Crowther, Emily Bitzel, Bizzle, Cassie Merrill, Bailey Chattahy, Brittany Posey Tenozi. Listen, it's fine to have a weird name, right? It's fine. That's fine. But if your last name is Tozy, you should not marry someone with the last name Tenozi. <laughs> Patricia Rotter, Lisa Lockhart, and Leslie Sontio. We appreciate Donna K. Rule, though. Like, okay, okay. Donna, Donna, Donna is going at it. She is whooping butt and taking names. And in the breakaway roping, Leading it out is Martha Angelone, Aaron Johnson, Larry DeGuy, Taylor Munsell, Taylor Hanchi, Jody Edens, Shelby Fitzroy, I feel like that is, Joey Williams, Richie Elsner, Cheyenne Gory, Bo Peterson, 
JJ Hampton, Saseed Williams, Samantha Fulton, and Josie Corner. And they will be competing in the in the breakaway national finals. Let me see when that is. I feel like that is coming up soon, isn't it? Isn't that at the beginning of November? You know, I'm not sure. They've kind of changed it, haven't they? Yeah, they have. So last year, last year they did it at um, in the mornings during the NFR. Yeah. But I don't. I can't remember what they're doing this year. If I know that they're doing it at a separate finals, but I can't yeah. remember when it is. I'd also like to bring up it's surprising that Jackie's not on there, but at the same time, she. Mm-hmm. She just had a baby. I know. It just surprises me to not hear her name on there, though. Fair enough. Like, usually you hear her name on the stands. So the national final steer roping is November 4th and 5th. Whoa, wait, wait, what? Yeah, the national final steer roping is November 4th and 5th. Has that always been like that? Yeah. Huh. And then the NFR starts the 1st of December. Is that what I read? Okay. Yeah, the Wrangler NFR starts the December 1st through the 10th. And the um, breakaway roping is somewhere in the middle there. The breakaway roping from what I found? I don't know if this is true, but it says September 30th at Colorado Springs. Mm. Wrangler National Final Breakaway Roping, presented by Penton Major. Oh, wait, no, that's Queen Las Vegas. Come on. Did you say September 30th? Yeah. yeah I don't know that. Hmm, it could have been. Was that, was that at Las Vegas, did you say? I don't know. They're not. It's. Kind of okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, that is all I had for the day. Did you have anything else you wanted to, to talk about today, Lane? No. Just wait. My fantasy team for the NFR is going to kick yours. It is not. Who do you have on it? I'm not telling you yet. I have to figure it out. <laughs> I've only got half of it built. Mine is so good. I don't even care if you know who's on it. It's gonna kick your butts. Mm-hmm. What? You talk big talk. I do talk big talk, and my team walks a big walk. That's a challenge. It is a challenge, and we will follow this through the coming months. But for now, this has been Western Sounds. We listen to shitty music, so you don't have to. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Western Sounds. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>